0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Savage with Silas podcast. Today, we're in some new digs, you might notice. (laughs) In today's episode, we talk with Andrew Bucco, who is a fitness advisor. I believe he's sponsored by a company. I can't remember which one. Sorry, Andrew. He is a really interesting, brutally honest dude who will not stop being honest for anything. This is something I've really appreciated in my time following Andrew here. We talk pretty frequently on Instagram. And so I thought he would be a perfect fit for the show. Now, today we do go a little bit off of the fitness topic and into some more philosophical things, talking about family relationships, our perception of the world and these kinds of things. This is what is becoming more interesting to me as a podcast host. Yes, I can nerd out on fitness science all day, But the thing that really brings me passion, the thing that really brings me interest is seeing the people that are behind the content we see online all the time. I see Instagram people and we're sharing stuff, we're excited about fitness, but who's that person that's actually behind all of these squats and deadlifts and resistant bands training? This is what I'm really interested in getting at. So today's episode is a little bit about fitness, yes, it's a lot about life. So we'll talk from Everything from anime to family histories and fleeing communism to lots of other fun topics. If you have questions for me, please drop them in the comments below. If you have questions for Andrew, you can also drop those in the comments below, or you can just follow him on Instagram. Highly recommend following him over there. The link is in the description if you want to give him a follow. And next week we will actually be dropping part two of this episode. Andrew and I got really excited. We ended up talking for over an hour on Instagram live. So next week we will have the second part. So we don't ramble on too long in your ears. So next week you can see me on Instagram live. I'll be answering some of your guys' questions personally. And in two weeks, we'll be talking about injury prevention with my now husband. Woohoo! hoo. Nam. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Savage with Silas. Hey, Silas. Hey, good morning, or evening, or day, or time.
1: <laughs> it's the afternoon here.
0: <laughs> it is. You're in You're in London, Ontario? Is that where you're at?
1: That I am. Nice. Is the coffee okay?
0: It is. It's not as exciting as, you know, other objects, but eight, it's 8.30 in the morning, so I feel like oh. it should be.
1: Cheers to that. <laughs> Virtual cheers, cheers eh? <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> it's the, cor- the
0: coronation. <laughs> I love it. Oh, awesome. So, uh, you and I, we started following each other, I don't even know when, do you remember? Because <laughs> I totally don't.
1: It's been at least like four or five months now, almost half a year or so.
0: Sounds right. Yeah, because I, I remember the first, like, real interaction that we ever had was you had posted a bunch of stuff in your basement, and there was a picture of One Punch Man, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I gotta send this guy a message.
1: Yeah, um, I'm a sucker for anime, so uh, it's definitely helped me get through my life, and uh, it's given me something to watch over, you know, the past few months as well. I really appreciate the uh, Netflix anime series, like Castlevania, One Punch Man, there's there's some real treasures on Netflix to be had. You just have to sit down and watch them, and you know, take your time and enjoy them.
0: That's awesome. I actually haven't yeah. watched anime in in ages, but I the one that I do remember a lot was uh oh Full Metal Alchemist.
1: That's Why a fantastic I- one. Which one did you watch? Do you watch the Brotherhood or the original one?
0: Well, I watched them both. <laughs>
1: Oh, I, I did too. I didn't mind uh, Brotherhood, to be honest. What about you?
0: I really liked Brotherhood, yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know, the story just melded. It felt like it actually finished. Like yeah, it was
1: something to do with the manga, I think. Like, the manga actually finished up, and they, uh, they eventually finished up the anime, too. So, it's more script to work with, kind of like what happened with Game of Thrones, right? Like, George R. R. Martin didn't finish up the books, and... You know that's a whole other dragon to slay. Not to <laughs> use Game of Thrones puns, but the way that finished up uh, could have could have been better, just to say the least.
0: <laughs> yeah, the poor audience in all of those feels, yeah. honestly.
1: I watched that since the start, and trust me, it broke my heart with the way it ended.
0: <laughs> oh no, that's tragic. Yeah, I am both sad and like a little bit glad that they're not making as many TV shows right now, because it gives writers more time to, like, think about what they're (laughs) writing for their shows. Gosh. Yeah, Corona... What are you watching right
1: now? You watching anything in particular?
0: Um, I'm re-watching, uh, Korra. Did you ever watch that? The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra?
1: No, but I've had many co-workers that, uh, they keep talking about that Legend of Korra... I should probably watch that because they keep talking highly about it and now you recommend it too, so I'm gonna have a look at it.
0: Yeah, the first season is a lot better. Would recommend. But they're not as cool, I will say. They're not as cool as One Punch Man. <laughs> 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 I don't think One Punch Man is like I, I don't think that anybody can really step to him in the anime field. It's just its own thing, like out out in left field. You know, and yeah. You mentioned you used to do his workout. What did you do? <laughs>
1: uh, back in the day, actually, my... <clears throat> so to get in some personal history here, my dad was actually a black belt in karate and judo, and oddly enough, like, he had a good sense of things, but he wanted us to be physically active, right? So the workout he prescribed was, uh, ironically, the one-punch man workout. Like, he, just, he told us to do, like, push-ups in the morning, uh, sit-ups, and also squat kicks, so... You know, it was a good workout as a kid. It definitely helped me with... Exactly, that's what I was saying. Like, when I watched One Punch Man, I swear I had this weird, like, revelation. I was just like, what the... You know, like... <laughs> like, what's going on here? I swear this anime is reading my mind almost. And, uh... yeah, but, you know, the workout that my dad had us do, it definitely helped us with uh, physical strength as, you know, a younger kid. It helped me with, like, the softball throw, the 100-meter dash, you know, the 400-meter dash... But uh, it definitely lacked in, like, that cardio sense, because obviously you're just doing, you know, basic exercises. You're not necessarily pushing it to a higher intensity that the other cardio needs you to do. Like, the, uh, the 2K run, I'd always suck at the 2K run. I'd always suck at the longer distance runs because, you know, that's all I really trained was just these squats, sit-ups, and push-ups. Sure, yeah, yeah. Why
0: did why did your dad have you doing this? Because, I mean, I was active as a kid, but I never had my dad, like, kind of drill sergeanting me, like, yeah, figure sit-ups.
1: I really think it was just that mindset. Like, uh, he grew up in communist Hungary, right? Like, it was a completely different mindset in the communist states back in the day, too. They really wanted you to be active. They wanted you to be part of the, the physical programs. Like, you know, that's why he had a black belt in judo and karate, I suppose, it was because you know, the state kind of pushes you into something, and if you're really good at it, then it'll really push you into it and fund you it, and not to get into, like, all the political stuff, but for the most part, you know, it worked out for him, and it kind of worked out for us, I guess, you know what I mean, so.
0: Mm, I think so, too. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's interesting, because I think the the Western hemisphere, we have this idea that communism was totally bad, and, I mean, it was a pretty bad situation. There were some some elements about it that i wish were more popular in terms of like just being active and moving around that was a really you know fully supported thing by but in that that time how did they go to canada or why i'm not sure how i should frame this question like how did they get to another another continent
1: uh (laughs) not to (laughs) (laughs) it was actually because of the revolution to be quite honest Uh, a little bit more personal history like my my grandma's brother, he was blacklisted by the uh, communist government. So when you're blacklisted, you can't do anything. And oh. he ended up jumping in front of a moving train, to be quite honest. And uh, guess what the the government did? They told, you know, they told my grandma and my grandpa to come and collect my, or the brother's remains, because they won't collect them. And it's just like, you know. Oh, my goodness. You know, after that, you know, you can really sympathize as to why you'd want to leave something like that. It's like, you know. You know, it's that's it's it's really a sad situation. I don't even know how to describe it. You know, when I first heard it, I was just speechless. Like, you know, so
0: yeah, what would yeah, <laughs>
1: you know, sorry, sorry to like you know draw that tone. You know, I'm trying to keep it positive, but you know, that's that's the harsh reality of it. You know, you're trying to escape for something better. You know, the West is definitely you know that's why I love Canada. You know, like even America, Mexico, like anything on the Western Hemisphere, anything with even free rights or where you won't get blacklisted. You can speak your mind freely. You can enjoy what you want. It's fantastic. You know, it's, you know, that's, that's why we're here, I guess. That's, you know, I'm, I'm completely glad that my grandparents moved here along with my mom. And, you know, they eventually met my dad here and, you know, long story short, here I am. So sorry to steal the mic from you, but, uh, yeah, if you have any more questions, you know,
0: <laughs> I'm an open <laughs> book here. No, sure. That's, that's a really amazing story. Cause, like, I, I don't know, it's it's strange to hear about what our family has experienced before we ever came along. And, you know, it's really easy for, for me anyway, I can't speak for other people, but I sometimes get, like, main character syndrome, where I'm like, this is my movie, you know, <laughs> but I forget yeah. that there's all this stuff that happened, you know, before that really changed my family's mind, changed my family's direction, And, you know, understanding just how serious that situation was that, that motivated your parents to want to leave. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty damn good reason to bail. (laughs) You know, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, oh, okay, bye. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly.
1: And they also, like, you know, my grandpa also, he worked as a bouncer and a coal miner for like 25 years and there wasn't much to do in the Soviet states, you know, if you didn't hit the certain grades and you would be kind of relegated almost to like a coal miner or a bouncer, just like a, rele- a regular worker per se, you know. Sure. So it's hard to describe. I don't want to talk too much in the politics of it, but uh, if there's any more fitness questions, you know, or anything like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I was curious about that because we've, we've we've talked about it, you know, a few different times and and I think it really has – changed your direction with you know what you're focused on because one thing that i do really like about following you is that there's like this brutal honesty right exactly i appreciate that very deeply because you know you know i tend to try and try to shy away from like really difficult topics or things that are you know on my mind but you know every time i see your post you're just like no this is this is what it is there's like no
1: Well, i can't boy. help it you know it's the hard truths like if you go over a hard truth or even uh overcome something that you know something that you're trying to hide like obviously like a squat angle you know if you keep posting your squats on a certain angle trying to hide like this development issue or like you said it's all about me right like just me 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 it's you're hiding your it's like a facade almost like i'm not i don't even want to go on a tangent here sorry it's
0: no you're fine it's it's free form we're okay
1: (laughs) yeah sorry sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh it's it's true though like i i think in a lot of the interactions that that i've had on instagram there are there are some of them where there's kind of this this fluff and i understand it right we want to present the best versions of ourselves and we want to look good so I don't think fluff is necessarily bad. I just really like coming to yeah, a but like it's just f- like this is what you do and stop doing the other thing. And I really, yeah, yeah, what, no. what has pushed you there. What has made you want to like just be like so you know forthcoming and like and honest with people in this platform?
1: Uh, to be quite honest, just living my life, uh, everything I've gone through. You know, the small town. The small town that I grew up in, honestly, it that's where it all grew that's where it all began because you're in such a small group, right? If you're not honest, then you get exiled or what have you. You get uh you get put out of any group. So uh yeah, growing up in a small town you always have to tell, tra- or sorry, you always have to tell the truth to some degree because if you don't then you're gonna lose friends. You're gonna be a liar. You're gonna be that guy who no one wants to hang out with. You're gonna be that scumbag that, you know, if you say something people are gonna, you know, Take it with two grains of salt and look the other way. So yeah, always tell the truth and to some degree. Even if you lose followers, be honest. Like I'm sorry. Even if you lose followers, be honest with yourself. Be honest with your followers. Don't live in this facade that, you know, you're perfect or you can do everything. You know, it's sorry, it it just frustrates me so much that there's all these like, you know, Gym Shark things going on. It's like, you know, I'm the Gym Shark model, you know, Lottie Da like. No, you're not. You're not the next Chris Bumstead. Just live with it. You'll be just fine. You know, 10k followers, 15k followers. You know, sorry, but sorry, I'm going on a rant here.
0: It's okay. <laughs> I'm going on an absolute <laughs> rant. <here>. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Well, because you're saying a lot of things that I feel right, and like yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm always like having this this battle with myself because I'm on one hand. Like, I, you know, you and I talk about, like, Star Wars a lot and, like, Luke in the cave, right? Where he's, like, fighting with himself. And I feel that way on Instagram a lot of the time where I want to be really supportive, and I want to, like, uphold people and try to, like, encourage people, like, yeah, man, you can do it. And then sometimes <laughs> I see these posts, and I'm just like... And you're just
1: Bye. like, your form is so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't do it. Like, why are you lifting 500 pounds, and your back is like a pretzel, you know? You're like the pretzel man going up, like... <laughs> you know, congratulations, you got 500 for two, buddy, but you fucking blew like three discs, so I swear, but... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it, just, it just frustrates me so much. It's like, work work at a lighter weight or work at a weight that you can do for even a higher repetition. You know, sure, go for those, like, go for those high reps and test yourself, but I don't know. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> I feel you. Because sometimes, you know, and and there are some people who just genuinely don't know, but it really particularly bothers me when someone is, like, I'm an expert in the field. And then like you said, I've Yeah, never heard it's like
1: knowledge. you're a sixteen year old and I've seen sixteen <laughs> year olds on this platform too. Like they wanted to be they wanted me to be their client and it's just like Sorry, my friend, I've learned much more over the past few <laughs> I ain't, Sorry, that's a whole nother rant. I'm <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I'm always down. I'm down for rants. We need them sometimes. Because <laughs> the thing is it's just like on, you know, it's a, it's true on any platform, right? Like, I think it's just heightened for me because I do spend a lot of time on Instagram. But I really like that analogy that you use. Your back is like a pretzel. It's true. Like, I've seen some videos of people powerlifting, you know, and don't oh get me wrong, God, yeah. powerlifting techniques. But it's funny because they'll be like... And then they
1: lift this weight. And their back is like... <laughs> it will be like me on the chin-up bar. If you saw me on the last reps of the chin-up bar, it will be like that. Or even uh, this grizzly fella, Krikos Grizzly or something like that. If you watch his highlights, oh my goodness. You'll, you'll have uh, screaming in the gym at a whole nother mindset, you know? The way he screams in the gym, oh my goodness, he's like a literal bear. <laughs> I saw that man in the gym, like, he's a mass, he's a mass monster, like, this man is, like, four or five hundred pounds, if you saw him scream in the gym, I'd be like, yeah, okay, well, what the fuck am I gonna do about this, sorry. It's all good. I think
0: I'd be like, oh, well, shit, look at my wrist, time to go.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, not really, but it's just, like, you know, you can't really do anything about it. If he wants to yell, then, you know, maybe go up and tell him to shut up, but
0: Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> Excuse me. I don't like your yelling. You're. This is... <laughs> like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: true, though, Scott. That's funny. Like, <laughs> so that, that makes me kind of curious, like... Because, you know, I, I know my own story with coming to Instagram, and I'm glad that other people feel silly about it, because sometimes I can't take it very seriously.
1: I can't like, either. How, how did
0: you... How did you get here? Like, how? how why are
1: we here? <laughs> uh, to be quite honest, I lost my one job at a grocery store, and uh, I decided to get into fitness. You know, I got into, as you're as going to talk about later probably, uh, forensics, police foundations. But uh, yeah, I got into fitness too, because in police foundations, like, they hammered home fitness. You had to be extremely fit to be a police officer in this country. Like, seriously, you don't understand the fitness levels. That the police officers are required to go through or even a tactical team or even a, a basic jail guard or what have you like you have to be extremely fit to some degree to get into these to get to these jobs or even to get into the military you have to pay respect to these officers too and people in the military to that degree as well what they do for us on the daily it's you know that's what i learned in police foundations too sorry
0: <laughs> okay. i probably covered the other oh, my... topic <laughs> So we went. How uh, how did we go from like police foundations, and now you're working in a a Corona testing
1: facility? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, How did this?
0: How I went from police
1: foundations to security because uh, I kind of looked at the situation and you know, being a police officer in my area, it's kind of hard to get in. And Mm. I figured security work kind of just pays the bills. To be quite honest, too, because it does too. Like security work, you work go, we do the shifts, you come home, you get the check, it's fine, you know, it helps me pay the, or helps me uh, renovate the gym on the daily, and honestly, like, I didn't necessarily want to be a police officer to begin with, I always wanted to get into fighting, so not to go on a tangent here, but I'm going to, uh, you know, go to the MMA gyms, like, or sooner than later, and, uh, get into fighting, and, uh, pursue fitness too, because this is actually what I love, like, I don't, Mm. I don't like, uh, police are policing to some degree, because, you know, what I've seen lately in Canada, it kind of scares me. Like, you know, I don't want to give people tickets for, what, conglomerating in, like, in social circles, or, like, you know, not staying six feet apart, and you want me to give them a ticket or even arrest them? Like, you know, why? I'm not... This isn't That's what I really went to school thing? for. Oh my yeah, God. to some degree, in Quebec, if you look it up, there's, like, these, uh, back in the day, I forget what it's called, but, uh, on New Year's Day or something like that, there's a party in the Quebec police, they send all these police officers... They sent six police officers to grid four people, or I don't know how many it was. I think it was 12 for six, or it was a ridiculous amount of police just to, like, get rid of four or six people. And it's, like, why? You're exposing even... It just doesn't make sense, you know? Like, Mm, it
0: just...
1: Sorry, that's a whole other round. I don't want to get this uh, thing monetized or fact-checked by COVID or what have you, but, you
0: know... It's, <laughs> oh, it's really okay. We're not even
1: talking about anything... We're not
0: anything. here to make cash. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're not, even, we're not here to talk about the science, so, I mean, like, they can go ahead and fact-check us. We're not here to talk about, you know, the science or whatever, so...
0: That's true, yeah. I'm not And I'm, I'm not worried about it, yeah, so there's no stress on mine.
1: No, completely.
0: Like, I, I can definitely understand, like, wanting to get out of it, you know? So, I'm originally from the States... I have a relationship with the police and it's not generally a very good one, <laughs> you know? And so, like, when when I do hear people, you know, and specifically non-American people that want to join the police, it's not terribly surprising. But then hearing about this particular situation, that's that's really not encouraging. Discouraging, that's the word I'm looking for. That's, like, really discouraging to hear that it's had such a... Yeah, to some degree, yeah. <sighs>
1: you know, with that... No, I don't. I don't want to discourage people to be a police officer because, you know, like I said, we have to respect what they do on the daily. I mean, if you got a call right now, like who would come to save you, the police? You know, who would come to rescue you if you needed a medical emergency, the EMTs or fire? You know, it's that's what I mean. Like uh, the government's kind of forcing them to do these ridiculous things. So I don't want to like discourage people to be police officers or even discourage the police departments. Like they're doing fantastic jobs. It's the government that's kind of making them do these ridiculous
0: task, what have you so true it's just lots of levels of like hierarchy I mean, yeah who's in the top position is just like go do the thing no, no. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, okay you know hopefully my hope is that those police officers that had to go break up this party also thought it was silly like and more masks and all those things it, it's hard to know because you know yeah. Some, sometimes we're just told to do stuff and we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, that's definitely my job as a teacher. And I don't know. There's So some some of it could be out of their hands, potentially. I don't know. I might be scapegoating the police too much there. <laughs> well, so you, um, a long time ago, you had asked a question when I was uh, on a QA and a about boxing and fighting. And you had mentioned a minute ago that, you're going to head back to the MMA gyms here soon. How did you originally, like, get into boxing? How was this um, part of your your fitness routine?
1: Uh, like I said, my dad was a black belt in karate and judo. He kind of taught us how to fight, and, you know, like I said, the daily regiment routine that he made us go through, it made us physically active. It made us uh, stronger than the others and to some degree. You know, in my youth, I admitted I was – I was a bully like you know a couple years i was a complete bully but then you know i met a few good teachers they completely taught me they taught me great lessons about you know ethics respect uh just they taught me like you know how to be myself to some degree so i stopped being this like you know bully idiot character and i you know started being me more helpful you know just a better team player too like we you know just complete better team player i don't even know how to describe it it was just fantastic you know the way that some of these teachers you know so hopefully this will inspire you you know the teachers that <laughs> really helped me were the ones that were able to connect with me on a level that just helped me as a person i guess like you know to some degree like you know drop what you learned at school some degree you have to humanize with people like what we're doing right now is these one-on-one chats or you know even just humanizing or relating, or I don't know how to describe it with you know your students. It's fantastic and it just helps them get through the day. And, you know, thank you for those teachers. Thank you.
0: <laughs> that, it's true. Like the same thing happened for me, I think, where a lot of teachers could kind of see this thing, this part of their students and, and part of me that other people didn't necessarily see. And it kind of sounds like you and I both had rough relationships with our parents. So having this relationship there with a teacher, somebody that could be like, "Hey, I know you're being an asshole, but can you consider maybe not doing that?"
1: <laughs> right? exactly. like... No, yeah, they they probably understand what's going on. So uh, to some degree, they steer you on the right path. Maybe they even went through the same thing themselves, and they, you know, they they can relate to you and they want to steer you on the right path. I like just sorry. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm trying to support people and like, you know, everybody's on their own journey at some point and, you know, over time getting into, you know, over time getting into something that's more beneficial for the body and the mind, that's really the ultimate goal, right? It's like, yeah. I had rage and now put the rage in the punching bag <laughs> instead of toward people, you know, and it's it's really similar for me when I, I don't really have a lot of anger anymore, but when I do feel really angry, I'm just like, okay, like rage squats, right? Like, there's a, there's a, an outlet for that instead of other people or my dishes or things like that. Yeah. You know, how I think does... uh, life
1: with Kieran, too. We mentioned that when we were talking with Kieran. Uh, it's kind of like meditation, right? Like, you go in there, it's like an angry meditation almost, right?
0: Most definitely. Like so is that how you originally started boxing was like resurrection from that or or did somebody specifically introduce you into boxing?
1: Uh it was actually my older brother. He he went to this uh local gym in the small town and it was the only gym so that's where we went and he got me into it. We ended up boxing, we ended up boxing some serious characters like not to scare you but just crazy people like you know like you would see them, and you'd be like, wow, like, I'm not getting the ring with this SOB. Like, you know, crazy ex-Gold Glove winners, uh, TAC Force, you know, police officers in the local town, too. Like, huge guys. I'm not kidding you. They're huge. 200 pounds, like, you know, 220, you name it. I was going in the ring with these guys. I'm like a 16-year-old, 15-year-old. You know, I'm I'm, I'm shaking in my boots, but at the same time, you know, don't put down your fist. You know, swing with the best of them. Swing with the best of them. I'm not saying... I'm not kidding when I say that, you know, I got rocked a few times, but I rocked them right back.
0: Mm, That's good. No, you
1: just have to swing with the best. I'm not kidding you. You have to understand that you're capable of it too, you know, so Mm. this might be going on a little too long. Sorry.
0: (laughs) No, that's great. I'm writing this down because I want to remember this. I like that swing with the best. I've never heard this, and I think it's a great approach to life. Like it's a really great analogy, not only for boxing but for the rest of my life. Like you know, it's it's easy to doubt what we're capable of, and then not want to reach to this this other level, right? Or, or try to like, I you know, I, not to make a, a Bible reference, just like David and Goliath style. Is that the Bible? I don't even no, know. Where exactly. that's from it's like the little guy takes a slingshot and he just like cause wreaks havoc. Right. And that's, that, that's really, you know, inspirational. Did your, did your brother try to, was your brother the one that really pushed you to fight these guys? Did you decide to do it? Like, how did you get into the situation? Oh
1: yeah, that fight? was just me. That was just my crazy instinct. Uh, I've always had that kind of instinct. Uh, like I said, back in the day, I was kind of, A bully. Well, not really a bully. I just fought anybody who fought me. So I don't know if you want to call that a bully or just someone who takes on all comers. But, you know, anybody who wanted to fight me or... I go out of my way to fight some kids, honestly, so that's kind of why I label myself a bully. But, you know, I take on anybody. You know, if there's anybody who's bullying someone, I go over there and start fighting the kid who's fighting, you know... So I'd be like that little shithead who's just like the honey badger. <laughs> like honestly, I'm a I'm a perfect honey badger. You know, it's just I see something going on, I'll run over there and you know I'll give him a few scraps. You know, oh that's uh. <laughs> so you're I don't
0: know. Captain America, <laughs> like leave Bucky uh, alone. <laughs> 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 or wait, no, you're Bucky. I got it backwards. Yeah, you're Bucky like defending young Captain America. I don't and yeah, that's like,
1: and then I turn into, like an anti-hero and stuff? That's perfect, yeah. That's a perfect reference. <laughs> For
0: real. Gosh. Um, do you... I think you might know this guy in here, Caleb. He's saying, remember our fight and laugh emojis.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> Caleb Stanley? Yeah. Yeah, we'll <laughs> box. If you want to box, like, anytime, dude. Trust me, anytime. I am not to try to call Caleb out, but <laughs> anytime. <laughs> I really want to watch He's he's more of a student. I'm not trying to call him out, but he's like a student. You know what I mean? So it's like, anytime, you know, let's box. You know, I'll teach you (laughs) a few things about boxing. Uh, Yeah. I've watched that (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anytime, dude. That's what I'm saying, though. Anytime, man.
0: (laughs) Gosh, that's awesome. Well, so now you have a lot more of of a, like, specific workout routine. You know, something that I've seen you working a lot on are, like, plyometrics and these more endurance based and, and explosive, you know, training techniques that can help you when you're in the ring and just in life in general. And, you know, how did you go from, from one punch man to like very specific, very dedicated workout routines that are, that are for your, your boxing development? Like where did that knowledge come from?
1: Just uh, delving in YouTube fitness. Uh, like I said, I lost my job that one year. It was a really tough year. I took, like, six months off, and it really affected my my situation in life. But to some degree, I really hammered home fitness knowledge. I watched some of the best. I learned from some of the best, too. I spent some of my money. I went to, like, you know, the local gyms. and I learned from physiotherapists, personal trainers. So it's not like I don't know what I'm doing. And But... The, To some degree, like, I'm still learning it myself. That's why I don't want to market fitness, too. Because if I market something that I'm still learning to do, like, why? No one should pay me for that. That's bloody ridiculous, in my opinion. And uh, to follow up on my story post yesterday, if people are wondering about that, uh, yeah, really hammer home your knowledge, hammer home your ethics, and just hammer home that understanding of fitness More than you think. Like, even when you think you know it, you don't know it, you know? Like, keep looking into it more. Keep looking into it more. You might even have confirmation bias. Like, that's a whole other, you know, ladder to climb. So, it's like, you know, if you want to look into something positive in fitness, you could look into it and uh, only look at the positive studies and completely disregard the negative ones. That's what confirmation bias bias is. Sorry.
0: Thank you guys so much for coming to this week's episode. Next week, you'll be able to hear part two of my conversation here with Andrew. If you would like to follow him or me on Instagram, you can find those links down below. Next week, I will be doing a live Q&A on Instagram on Wednesday morning, soul time, Tuesday night in the West. In two weeks, we will have my husband on here. We're going to talk about injury prevention. Until next time, guys, stay savage.